The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. My name is Jim Bronson, and I have the pleasure to have been asked by Gil to be here with you this Wednesday morning. What a lovely opportunity to take time in the middle of our week and have an opportunity to just sit, to just be present. All the drama and activity of the outer world, just to let it be spaciously in our lives. So I'd like to say a few words about skillful remembering. I've just returned from a 10-day trip to Colorado where my wife and I went to a family reunion in Telluride. Telluride is a little town that up until recent times, the last 20 or 30 years, was a, a, a mining town. Actually, the mines continued into the 70s there. And turns out that my grandfather on my dad's side was the doctor for the smuggler mine. The smuggler mine is a gold and silver mine that was very active in the early part of the 1900s. And my grandfather was the guy who cared for the miners who had a hard life. They lived at over 11,000 feet in altitude. They went into the mines, which were subject to being very cold and very damp and having various kinds of polluting chemicals and particles. And so they had a hard time, and their doctor was really at the heart of their lives. And... This is a picture of my grandfather on a horse. He's outside the smuggler mine. You can see down in this corner. I'm going to pass this around so you can see it. Down in this corner is a building of the smuggler, and in the background is what they call Savage Basin. And it's a high basin above Timberline in Colorado, and it's wintertime. He has his doctor's bag that he's holding. He's got his tie and his coat. And he's about to set out on a house call. So this was his life between 1911 and 1922. So I'll just pass that around. I give it to Hillary to start. And so our family reunion was to remember him and his wife, Edith, who supported him through this, and to really rejoice in the gifts that he gave in his dedication of being there for these folks who really needed him so much. Such a pleasure. So skillful remembering. The one that we call the Buddha 
counseled us that what is a fit remembrance, what is a helpful remembrance, we can identify by whether it allows us more freedom in our lives today, right now. Does it give us more freedom, more spaciousness? Does it lead us in the direction of making choices in our life? So remembering is a good thing. I think it can popularly be said that uh, we want to be in the present and that you know a lot of spiritual teaching is about being in the present. Maybe so. But according to the Buddha, remembering is something that as human beings we do. Our minds remember. Our minds think of what we've done, where we've been, what's happened in our lives, and what we can extract from that as we move forward. So the Buddha counseled us that skillful remembering allows us to be more free and to make more skillful choices as we move forward in our lives. And in particular, he gave us five things to remember. He said, these five things are guaranteed to be skillful to remember. And there's plenty of other things that may not be particularly helpful for us. In fact, he also gave us a list of the things that may not be particularly helpful for us. And I just mentioned, before I mention the skillful things, I just mentioned a couple of the things that he said probably won't lead us to more freedom and more uh, discretion in our lives, discernment in our lives. So one of those things was kings. He said, eh, you know, we can spend all day talking about kings, but yeah, what's good? What, what is it going to do for us? Will it lead us to being freer and able to be more compassionate and more discerning, discriminating in our lives? Eh, probably not. So empires. He also said empires. And I think it's interesting at this point, as we come up on November 7th, we're kind of, or is it November What's the date we're voting in November? Second. Sooner than I thought. As we come up on this, there's lots of talk of kings and empires and thoughts of politics and armies and what armies are doing and successes and failures. And I mean, we can just go on and on and on. <clears throat> so the Buddha was pretty specific. That's not going to be particularly helpful. But he did suggest five things, and they are classically known as the five remembrances. They come from the Upajatana Sutta, part of the Anguttara Nikaya. The Upajatana Sutta specifically gives us subjects for contemplation. So as we come and go and we hear all the stuff on the news and things are intense and 
maybe uh, compelling outside, my suggestion this morning is to remember these five that are fifth subjects of contemplation. So I'll give you the first three in rapid order because they're very similar and they're very familiar for anybody that's really looked at the Buddha's life. They stem from the encounters that led him to his full realization of what life is all about. And the, the three encounters were encounters with someone who is sick, someone who is old, and someone who is dead, someone who has died. And so you remember the stories of him leaving his secluded, protected, royal, royal life and moving out into the local villages and the community and finding someone who was sick and being surprised he had not seen in his sheltered life someone who was sick. Someone who was uh, old. He had lived with people that weren't particularly old and also someone who had died. And so these three together, these three encounters, brought him very abruptly up against what he kind of thought life was about. And he had to then look further. What can include sickness, old age, and death, and still be a view or um, an opening, a way of opening to life so that our hearts can be joyful and free and, and uh, not shackled. So the three, the first three of the remembrances are, as I will say them, they're approximately what we think of the Buddha having said. Also, Thich Nhat Hanh has articulated them very beautifully. And I, if you want to look these up and look into them some more, I recommend looking up Thich Nhat Hanh's statements of the five remembrances. First three, <clears throat> I am subject to sickness. I am of the nature to become sick. I cannot avoid illness in my life. So that's the first one. I am subject to aging. I cannot avoid old age. I will encounter old age in my life. I cannot avoid it. And then finally, I am subject to dying. I am of the nature to die. I will die. I cannot avoid it in my life. So when I share these with people, sometimes the response is, oh, well, that's gloomy, that's sad. But really not so. And the reason why it's not sad is because it's the truth. It's the truth of our lives. Our lives are given to us, but not in the way that we'd like them to be. 
forever without illness, forever young, forever without dying. And we'd like them to be that way, wouldn't we? It'd be nice. And the Buddha said, well, that's okay. You know, it's not going to be the way you'd like it. There's going to be some unsatisfactoriness in your living. But the good news is that in the midst of this unsatisfactoriness, which is unavoidable, there is a spacious quality of opening that we can access in our awareness, moment by moment, such that we are free and that we can live fully and we can live joyfully, even in the midst of these, what are sometimes thought of as being gloomy truths. So those are the first three. And they came from his encounters. And then there's two more. The fourth one is all that I love and all that I feel attached to, all that I feel connected with, is of a nature to change. I cannot avoid being separated from it. I cannot avoid being separated from all that I love and all that I'm attached to. So that's the fourth. And the fifth one (coughs) is about our responsibility in life. And it's about really uh, the opportunity that we have to create our lives step by step. So the fifth one says, the ground of my being is all that I do in this life. Everything that I do, everything, every thought and every action is my choice and I choose it. And therefore, I create my life step by step. I cannot avoid the consequences of my choices. I cannot avoid the consequences of the way I live, of everything that I do in this life. So the last two remembrances give us the opportunity, first of all, of experiencing non-attachment, the great goal of Buddhist training. May we love vigorously. May we have deep compassion for many things which leads to feeling connected and attachment. May we have this and then may we let it go when it's time to let it go. So that's the fourth. And the fifth, to realize that every step of our lives we are choosing. We may feel subject to our career, our job, our bodies that are partly firm and not fully the way we'd like them to be or whatever. We may feel subject to lots of things But in Viktor Frankl's great phrase, we choose. 
we choose our lives, even in the midst of the Holocaust, in the midst of isolation, in bad situations, hunger, and so forth. We choose our lives. We choose our response to what life brings us. So the (coughs) bad news is we don't have a lot of control over what life brings us. We'd like to think we did. And we do have a little bit. I mean, we we can lean in the direction of freedom and peace and health. We can lean in these directions, but we can't determine it. But what we can determine is our response. So the five remembrances together in my life and in my practice bring it right into the present, bring it right into how I live. And they're wonderful reminders of all of the Dharma. And I think uh, I'm a physicist by training, and one of the things I loved about physics was that you could derive many things from a few principles. And so in the same way, I think you can derive much of the Dharma from just these five remembrances. I am of the nature to be experiencing illness, I am of the nature to experience old age. I am of the nature to experience death. All that I love and cherish is of the nature to change. I cannot avoid being separated from it. The ground of my being is all that I do in this life. I cannot avoid the consequences of everything that I do in this life every thought, every action. So these are the fit subjects for contemplation according to the Buddha. May they be helpful and may they allow you to do skillful remembering. As you go forward, skillfully remember And notice, does this skillful remembering allow you more freedom, more discretion in your life, more opportunity to be at choice as you move forward? And if it does, practice it. And if it doesn't, lightly let it go and move on. I thank you very much for your attention and your practice. My practice benefits from yours. I wish you all the very best for the rest of your day and the rest of your week. And as you approach November 2nd and things get very dramatic, and just remember that spaciousness that we all have, that spacious quality of just being able to hold it all, every bit of it, and to have a happy, joyous life in the midst of it all. So, thank you so much. <laughs>